Hey everyone, welcome back, episode 40, and uh, I'm prepared this week, I got notes, I got topics, I got opinions, I got recommendations, I got all kinds of things for this week's episode, um, I had a pretty good week, the week was long, for some reason, this past week while I was like at work, I got in like one of those, you ever go to work and you just get in those moods where you're like, god damn it. I do the same thing every fucking day, and it's not like it's not like my job's fucking hard, but I just like sit there and I end up thinking like, damn, bro. Sometimes I really do be getting paid just to kind of sit around, and I still think I'm underpaid. So what does that tell you? <clears throat> I think that gives a little insight into the fucking state of this country. Um, I didn't know where I was gonna go. With this first story, I think I'm going to start off with it because it was one of those experiences where it was like, it's like, it's technically two stories. You get two stories for the price of one, which is free. So that's an even better value than you could have ever thought. So I was at work last night. It's like 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. This lady comes in, asks to use the bathroom. So I show her where the bathroom is. I'm like, it's down that hall. And then I get a phone call on the store phone. This guy, he's like, hey, man, I need someone to come out here and pump my gas. I'm like, all right, man. Uh, well, I can't do that. I'm I'm the only person here. So um, I can't just I can't just come out of the way out there and stand out there and pump your gas. Like, it's not something I can do. Plus, I have somebody in the store. So then he, like, shifts and rattles around in his car. He says it again. He's like, well, listen, man, I I can't walk. I need someone to come out here and pump my gas. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. That triggers me. I'm like, all right, man, listen, I understand that. I'm sorry. Most of the time you're correct. Somebody would come out and assist you. Unfortunately, this is the middle of the night, and I'm the only one here, so I can't just leave this store empty. And also, he parked, like, as far away as he could, which was sketchy to me. So then again, he says the thing that triggers me. He goes, well, what are we going to do? What, what am I going to do? My car's on empty. I can't go anywhere. No other gas stations are open. I work legitimately a football throw away from another gas station. It's right across the road. And I went, hey, buddy, um, you got a couple options here. You can either, one, sit out there and, and call one of your friends or somebody if your car's really not going to go anywhere. Or two, you can drive literally next door and um and uh go to the other gas station that's open and this is what triggers me is the whole fucking well what am i gonna do well it looks like you're gonna have to figure it out there bud like i fucking hate this shit and it happens all the time at the gas station where motherfuckers will have a simple problem a minor inconvenience and they'll just be like well what are we gonna do like who fuck Who's we, dude? I work here. I have a job to do. You're a fucking random patron that walked in here. We aren't doing anything. We aren't going to solve this problem. You're going to figure it out, or I'll give you whatever assistance I can offer. Other than that, we're not doing shit together, okay? And uh, I also have another question. I'm not trying to disparage this guy for being, like, uh, handicapped or disabled, but, like... How'd you get in the car? Like, if you can't walk and you can't do anything by yourself, how did, how'd you get in the car? Where are you going in this car? Where did you come from? Why did you wait till 2 a.m. to fill your car up with gas? I have a lot of questions and I didn't get any answers. And still it blows my, it's like, did you teleport into that car? Do you live in that car? Is he an AI? That's like a, he is a part of the car, like him and the car are one, you know, a real Dominic Toretto type, you know, from those shitty fucking movies with the cars that people fucking watch all the fucking time that they've made 10 of now. Those movies fucking blow. But yeah, so fuck that guy and fuck his car. And uh, yeah, generally fuck anyone that goes, what What are we going to do about this? Um, Nothing. We're not going to do anything. You're going to figure this out or... You're going to deal with it. I'm not the maid in this motherfucker, bro. I don't make beds, bro. So, laying in.
segueing into another customer story. This is a real like awkward thing. I'm still not proud of it, but I also didn't know what to do in this situation because it was like one of the it was like a it was like a social it was like a social interaction that was like a trap. It was a really good one too. Um, from like this guy, like he's whew. so I got this regular. He's an old guy. Um, he told me to call him Peg Leg. He's a retired veteran that like is like an amputee. So he told me to call him Peg Leg. But he comes in all the time. And sometimes this dude will come in fucking hammered. Like in the middle of the night, he'll be drunk as fuck, dude. And um, yeah, so he comes in. And he's buying more beer. And he's like talking to me. He got a promotion or something. something like, you know, he's telling me one of these drunk stories. I'm like, yeah, that's great, man. Cool. You know, I'm just trying to get him through. Because I don't really like dealing with drunk people. Because like they're like a fucking... They're like, um, they're like a scale. And if you, even if you don't mean to, if you just push them, if you nudge them in the right way, boom, that scale is going to tip to one side or the other. It could be really good or it could be really bad. Now, this guy has come in before and he was like, um, he was in that like drunk stage where it's like, I love you, man. And it's like, I don't even fucking know your name, dude. I don't even know who the fuck you are. This is weird. Why are you saying you love me? So he's doing that again tonight, right? And he goes to leave, right? And he turns around, and I, he, uh, I guess he works for, like, the American Legion or something. And he turns around, and he goes, hey, man, were you ever in the military? And I was like, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. I never, uh, no, not me. He goes, what about your dad? Anybody in your family? I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, my dad was in the Air Force, you know? Yeah, like, you know, you know? support the troops or you know I'm trying to be fucking cordial so then he's like telling me that um he like goes about it in a weird way and he's like you should join the American Legion with us over there bro you should come hang out I was like oh yeah for sure man I'll, I'll swing by sometime I'm just trying to be nice right I'm just trying to be cordial and then he's like telling me about an application then he goes on for like 30 fucking minutes about all the things the American Legion does gives me a history lesson. Tells me about the Special Olympics that they raised one hundred seventy thousand dollars for, like I don't know, veterans or the VA or I don't know some shit, right? He goes on and on and on, and then he gets like real serious. He's like, "There's no bullshit. You're gonna join, right?" I was like, "Um, yeah, sh- sure, man. Bring the paper. I'll like check it out or whatever." And he like keeps like pressuring me, and like this all revolved in the fact that like I answered a drunk dude's question because I didn't want to be mean. So now I have this awkward conversation that's pending in the future to where he's going to come in and be like, here's the application. And I'm either going to have to lie and say my dad wasn't in the Air Force or I'm just going to have to do that thing where you're like, hey, man, I was just trying to be nice. Uh, You were like kind of drunk and um, I just didn't want to say no. Um but I don't want to fucking come hang out at the American Legion. It's nothing against, like, you veterans up there or anything. I just, I'm, like, 25. I don't really want to. I almost said 22 right there. That's how fucked my age is, bro. Damn, I I legitimately almost, like, in my brain, I was like, I'm 22, 5. I'm 25. It's like a reality check in my fucking brain. That was scary. But, yeah, I'm 25, dude. I don't really want to hang out in, like, an American Legion with a bunch of, like, old veterans. I'm sure they got, like, great stories or something. I'm just not. It's not for me, man. I'd rather. Yeah, there's a lot of things. I'd rather sit here and go through each one of my comic books and, um, I don't know, rip a page out of them than to sit there. I just don't feel like, um, maybe if this was, like, in, um, I don't know, somewhere cooler, but I don't think me and a bunch of, like, Republican Florida veterans are going to have a lot of things in common. Be like, you guys watch that new fucking Moon Knight show? It's pretty fucking sick, right? Comics and shit. You guys watch anime? You guys fuck with anime? (laughs) Imagine asking a giant room of American Legion veterans. Like, y'all fuck with anime? (laughs) Like, my dad died in World War II in the South Pacific. I don't watch any anime. I'm like, well, you fucking should, bro. It's great, dude. Anime's fucking amazing, bro. But yeah, I'm really hoping the fact that he was drunk and he just forgets or I could be like, nah, bro, I, I didn't say that. And I could like social engineer my way out of the situation. <clears throat> but we'll have to see how it goes. 
it was also like I thought about it. I was like, man, I feel bad lying to this dude, but it's also like, I don't know, man. I hate being put in those situations where it's like, I don't know, bro. Like he phrased it like, come hang out. And then it's like, oh, it's $30 to join for the year and you have to fill out an application. And I'm like, damn, bro. Like I was just trying to be nice. And maybe that's on me. This is why I don't do that that often where I'm usually just like kind of a dick where I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. That way I don't end up in these situations. But like when you got a drunk old veteran who literally gave up his leg for the country, I mean, fuck, that's tough to just shit and just throw shit in his face and be like, no, fuck you. Fuck you and your American Legion. I would never come to the American Legion to hang out with you. Never in my fucking life. Just fucking spit on his fucking extension of, I don't know. What is that? What am I thinking for? Just, yeah, just shit on his fucking, spit on his invitation to come chill with a bunch of old dudes. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm good. So, I guess we'll, uh, see where that goes. Maybe it'll be a part two. I'm hoping there's not a part two in that conversation just gets lost in a black hole of time and space. Or maybe he just doesn't come around for a while and he forgets. Any one of those would be great. But yeah, my fault. Shouldn't have lied. Should have just told him straight. But like, it's the way he asked it. He said, was your dad in there? And then he was like, you should join. Like, he like slow rolled me into it, bro. He was sandbagging me. God damn it. Fucking peg leg. Never trust a pirate. Never, ever. Never, ever, 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 ever. Ugh. Over the weekend, there was a UFC fight, UFC 276. Uh, Israel Adesanya fought for his title for like the fourth time. So you know that I had to watch it because that's my guy. Um, that fight was rather boring, but um, I think Izzy at this point is in like a... He's in like an Anderson Silva era of like his career. Like, I don't think uh, a lot of people remember like the UFC back in the day, but not every fucking fight in the UFC back in the day was like a stand and bang brawl, knockouts and crazy shit. And I think a lot of people forget that, like, fighting, like, fighting isn't always as explosive and, like, entertaining as you want it to be. It's almost like, um, like, people who watch the UFC for, like, only knockouts are, like, people who watch NASCAR races for the crashes. Like, they think they're a fan and they think they know what's going on, but they really don't. Like, those people would be entertained by fucking world star videos. Like, they don't give a fuck, right? But when you, like, really like fighting and footwork and feints and a game plan and sticking to it and ground game and even, like, the boring, like, like you'll see guys clinch on the fence. I hate that shit, but I get what they're doing, you know. Sometimes they're trying to tire out. Sometimes they're trying to recover. Sometimes they're trying to set up a takedown. Sometimes they're trying to set up, like, an elbow. It's like a, it's like human chess, you know. Um, so a lot of people are bitching that that fight was boring. Um, I mean, it is what it is. He won, so I really don't care, but, excuse me, Jesus. By the fourth round, I knew that fight was over. Um, I was, I was watching it with my boy Vincent on Discord, which was tight. Uh, yeah, it was dope. Uh, we both got to like, it was like a, it was like a fight companion. Had a, had a buddy for once. And, uh, yeah, it was dope. Another guy I knew was actually there for the fights, so I'm jealous of that guy. Shout out him. Um, but yeah, the main thing I wanted to talk about was my favorite part of the card. And that's when a UFC fighter by the name of Sean Strickland got knocked the fuck out in the first round. It was beautiful. It was one of my favorite... This might be one of my favorite knockouts of all time. Not because it was particularly brutal or like technical or like stunning. Like... It, I don't know. I would like Connor knocking out Aldo is probably my favorite just because it's like it's as clean of a knockout as you could ever get. It's a one punch setup. Like he sets up an inside leg kick, slides back, and just drops that fucking left hand right on his fucking nose, knocks him out. 13 seconds for the title. You couldn't write a better fight um, if you tried. So that one's probably number one. But a very close number two is George Nasvidal's uh, knee to Ben Askren's dome piece. Because I watched that live. And man, that was fucking, that was just insane. That's one of those knockouts where you're like, yeah, that's, 
that's a brutal way to go out. You show up, you train, you walk out four or five steps, good night. It's over. Right to your cranium. But a lot of people, if you don't follow the UFC, you probably don't know who Sean Strickland is. Um, probably because he's a fucking journeyman and probably because uh, he's fucking cringe. So I fucking hate Sean Strickland. I think he's one of the cringiest fucking fighters I've seen in the past decade. And um, to watch him get knocked out was fucking awesome. Um, it was great. To set this up a little bit, if you don't know about the UFC, Israel Adesanya is the champion of Sean Strickland's weight class. And Sean Strickland was fighting uh, Alex uh, Pineda, Pereira. I don't know. He's Brazilian. He's got a weird last name. The thing about this is this Alex guy was the last guy to knock out uh, Izzy when they when he was like a kickboxer in like China, like 10 years ago or something. So like people are like saying like, you know, oh, this guy's going to come back and he's going to knock Izzy out again. He's going to win the belt and Izzy's going to lose to him again, blah, 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 blah. So this knockout was a prime example of like, bro, be careful like what you're talking shit about. So all week... Sean Strickland, like, pokes fun at Izzy, makes fun of him about a bunch of different shit that I'm gonna go over, but he kept being like, you got knocked out by this guy, this guy fucked you up, bro, this guy knocked you out, and I remember in one of the press conferences, Izzy turned around, he was like, hey, man, you should probably focus on that guy, because, like, he'll fucking sleep you, too, like, if you think he won't knock you out, either, like, you're a fucking moron, like, so, that shows, one, that Izzy's not really afraid of him, but, two, it shows that Izzy knows that this guy has talent, this guy has power, this guy's a good fighter, so it's like a humble move by the champion, which I like. And he's also talking shit. Now, Israel Adesanya, uh, he like got French tip nails <laughs> and like, uh, I guess like, uh, maybe had like a very feminine outfit on, which like who gives a fuck and who cares if a dude like paints his nails? Like it's 2022, bro. I thought, I thought we were over all this shit, but, um, I'm going to go down a list of why Sean Strickland is one of the cringiest motherfuckers I've ever met, and how he reminds me of almost, he reminds me of almost every dude that was older than me in the town I grew up in, that made fun of me, because one of my brothers is gay, and, um, I just always found it weird that these dudes were like, like, that's their go-to, and, um, not only is it, like, cringe to, like, I guess be, like, homophobic, but I also just think it's, like, I think it's really boring if your, like, go-to insult is, like, oh, bro, you're gay. That's so gay. Like, really? Bro? Like, not even in the sense of, like, oh, you shouldn't say that. Because, like, I say retard all the time. So I'm not trying to be, like, oh, you shouldn't say that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm just saying, like, if you're trying to talk shit to somebody, right? If you're really trying to get in their head, you're really trying to insult them. It's being, like, this is a real quote. Izzy has a gay, he said somebody had a gay haircut. Maybe it wasn't Izzy, but he's like, that dude has a gay haircut. What does that, what does that even mean? What, what, like, what, what the fuck does that even mean? Are you saying it's a bad haircut? Are you saying it's a feminine haircut? Are you saying it's an outdated haircut? Like, what are you trying to convey with that? Somebody said that to me at the gas station one time. They were like, your haircut matches your sexuality. I was like, what is it? What, straight? Or, like, what are you... What is that? Is that an insult? I was more like confused and like also that's your best like that's your knockout that's your jab, fucking terrible. Cindy said Izzy had a gay watch, which once again, what are you trying to convey? Are you jealous of the watch? Do you think the watch is too small for his body? Do you think it's a feminine watch? Do you think that this watch, uh, likes men? Cause then it would just be a men's watch, right? So. In that sense, I guess all watches for men are gay. If the watch likes, if watches like men, does that mean female watches are like lesbian watches? Like, this isn't a good thing for you. And I know you're a fucking fighter, but like, I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm expecting from some of these guys, but like, what the fuck does that even mean? And also, it's 2022, bro. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? You just look like a clown, bro. You just look stupid. And maybe that's how people feel when I use the word retard, but, like, those people are retarded, you know? So, fuck them. But, um, then, like, he does the thing that I don't like that fighters do. It's like, you're a professional fighter. I will take no credit away from that. You're an athlete. You've trained your whole life. You have a special set of skills, you know? I get that. 
But when you like try to like use that against like people who aren't professional fighters who don't fight and you're like, I bet I'd beat your ass. It's like, well, I would hope so. Professional athlete. Like if imagine like you get in a fight, like a, a maybe not a fight. Imagine you get in an argument with like LeBron James. He's like, I bet I fucking posterize you fool. I bet I beat the shit out of you in one, like one-on-one basketball, bro. I bet if we played horse, I'd fuck you up. It's like, well, I would hope so. LeBron, you were touted as the second goat. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to beat me in one on one basketball. Also, you're six eight and I'm five seven, five nine. I'm five nine. Fucking five nine, okay. Anyways, he does this in his like first big press conference where he's like <clears throat> Um, all you reporters out there, you're fucking dicks, you're mean. And I don't think this was a joke. He's like, I bet all of you we can step outside if you really have a problem with me. Yawn, bro. If I could eye roll and yawn at the same time, that's what I would do. But I don't... It would look really weird. Because generally, like, your eyes are closed when you yawn. But if I could eye roll and yawn at one comment at the same time, it'd be that one. It's like, okay, buddy, most of these reporters are either, one, out of shape and fat, like me, two, uh, old, three, females, uh, or identify as females, and uh, I just don't really see how you beating them up in a physical, you know, in a in a fight. What what is that? That would probably just prove them right that you're a fucking Neanderthal who's a fucking idiot who just happened to like be cringe enough to get like a bunch of fucking rednecks to be like, I really like this guy. He's going somewhere. You see what he said? He said that Walter was gay. <laughs> that shit was funny. So yeah, he does that thing where he's like, oh yeah, person who doesn't fight, I bet if we fought, I'd beat the shit out of you. Brilliant. It's like, it's like I've said before about like some of these old guys, like these old homeless people that talk shit to me. I'm like, imagine if I fought this guy, right? And then I'm like, yeah, I beat up this 75 year old homeless dude. I beat the shit out of him. That Why is that surprising? Like he probably hasn't eaten in fucking four months. He lives off caffeine and cigarettes and, um... He sleeps outside every day, and he probably has arthritis and, like, several diseases. That's not a fair fight. That's not an... It's not a feat. It's not something to brag about. So saying you're gonna beat up reporters is like, dude, could you be more of, like, a 1990s high school bully stereotype? Um, yeah. So I don't get it. And then he does the whole, uh... You remember those guys, um, that you, like, grew up with? Um, and like, so like one of your buddies goes to join the military and you guys are all talking about it. And you got that guy that's like, man, I couldn't join the military. And you're like, why, why is that? Why is that? I'm, I'm curious. And he goes, man, if one of those drill instructors got in my face, bro, I'd knock him the fuck out. I'd beat the shit out of him, bro. Ain't nobody gonna yell at me like that. You know? And then, uh, you know, you ever had those same people where you watch like a scary movie or any movie for that fact, or they watch a video, literally anything and they're like, man, has somebody do that to me, bro? I'd kill them. I'd literally murder them, bro. Yeah, that's what I would do. It's like, okay, okay, tough guy. Yeah, okay, brilliant, great. That shows how much of a fucking human being you are. You sound like a fucking moron. So, the UFC is... I would almost compare the amount of, like, rowdy fans of NASCAR and UFC are probably, like, almost neck and neck. Like, there's a lot of rowdy fucking white dudes that show up to fucking, um, uh, UFC fights. Like, I remember people were getting in fights, like, Irish people and Russian people, or maybe it was even, uh, Russians and Muslims, because, uh, Habib is Muslim and he's Russian and Connor is Irish. So you had a bunch of, like, white dudes fighting a bunch of, like, Muslim dudes after, like, Habib and Connor fought, which was fucking stupid. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of rowdy people. Now, I get that. But these are also people that pay to watch you fight. These are also people that show up to the events that pay you millions. Well, maybe not millions. Sean Strickland's a journeyman. They pay you a couple thousand to fight. You'd think he'd have some appreciation or even fake appreciation for the people that support him. No. Sean Sean Strickland said, oh, excuse me, if he had to hang out with some of these UFC fans... I'd catch a murder charge. Yawn. 
Like, this dude, and, like, people think this dude's funny. People are like, man, this dude has no filter, bro. It's like, yeah, neither did Conor McGregor, but, like, at least his shit was funny or, like, intellectual or, like, at least slick. Or, you know, at least he could talk shit. He has one-liners. This dude is literally, like, a fucking bathroom stall. He just has a bunch of, like, shitty gay jokes and profanity. It's not even clever. It's just whatever tumbles through his fucking Neanderthal skull. It is the lamest shit. I've ever heard in my life. And it makes me cringe every time I hear a fucking professional fighter be like, well, if I had to hang out with these people, I'd murder them. It's like, yeah, you might, but like, what does that say for you? That just means you're a fucking idiot. Like, you just look like an animal. I have no respect for you. Like, I'm not trying to get into the whole, like, martial artists should never engage in violence because they're, like, whatever, dude. If you gotta do what you gotta do, do what you gotta do. But, like... To some extent, you do have a responsibility as, like, somebody who knows how to fuck people up to, like, not do it as, as you will. Like, um, so Matt Serra is an OG UFC fighter. He fought George St. Pierre and won. Uh, it's like a Cinderella story, one of my favorite fights I've ever seen, even though I'm a big GSP guy. Uh, it's one of those historical fights. That dude's, like, 50, 60, well, maybe not 60. He's, about like, 40, 50 years old, and he was in Las Vegas one time, and there was this drunk dude, like, fucking with one of the waitresses. This dude just, like, got on full mount, which means he's just on top of him, and was just, like, holding this dude's arms and not letting him get up, and just laughing at him, being like, calm down, buddy. Like, he didn't beat him up. He didn't ground and pound him. He didn't choke him out. He just, like, mounted him, controlled him, and made him look foolish. That's what you should do if you're, like, a martial artist and you really have a problem with, like, I don't want to say a civilian, but, like, a regular citizen who doesn't know how to fight. You shouldn't just fuck them up because you know how. You should show some restraint and, like, some, you know, responsibility that comes with the power you have to fuck human beings up. Once again, I'm not going to take it away from Sean Strickland. He's a professional fighter. He's good at what he does. Kind of. He's a middle-of-the-road kind of guy. Um, But, man, is he not the most cringe, like... If you watch UFC, or even if you don't, you probably heard of Colby Covington, who, like, did this whole Trump routine. That dude's, like, cringe, but he's almost, like, his cringe is, like, ironic. Like, he's playing a character to make people, he's, like, a rest, he's, like, a, uh, uh, WWE, he's, like, playing heel. You know, he's playing the heel. He's, like, Jake the Snake Roberts or whatever. I don't know any new wrestlers. I only, I only knew that because of Joe Rogan. I watched his interview where he, like, talked about, like, being the bad guy. Uh, so the crowd would not like him. But, like, that's different than just being someone who's a complete fucking idiot who doesn't know, um, like, like what the fuck they're doing. Um, and then another thing I found, I'm not gonna... I was, like, in between on talking about this point with Sean Strickland because, like, I understand people grow up and can be manipulated or influenced, and I get that you can change as a person. But, uh, so, like, he has disavowed this and said that he doesn't support this anymore. But Sean Strickland was a self-admitted neo-Nazi growing up. Like, this dude's a fucking skinhead. And, like, as much as I get it, like, maybe he grew up around some bad people and he was influenced and manipulated as a kid to have these hateful feelings. Like, if you've never watched American History X, it might be one of those situations where he, like, wanted to be cool, wanted to fit in, and just had, like, bad role models. But I also think that, like, there's a big part of him that, like, didn't really get over some... Like, some of those things are still ingrained in him. I can just tell by the way he talks. Um, especially the way he just throws around, like, that's a gay watch. Like, that dude just has some... He has some hate in his heart. Like, some serious, like, deep-seated shit that he'll never get over for some stupid reason. But, like, uh, I don't really want to shit on him too much because, like I said, like, people can change... Um, I'm sure there's things in my past that if people like brought up, I wouldn't be proud of, or I wouldn't still align with it. You know, I'd probably change my opinion, but I just wanted to bring that up. Like this dude was a skinhead growing up. Like he's a cringe human being. This dude is, and when he says that he would murder people, probably it's probably cause you're a fucking Neanderthal. It's probably cause your brain is underdeveloped and you're a fucking idiot. That's why you think it's cool to be like, man, I would murder people cause murder's fucking cool. Right. Fucking taking people's lives. That's fucking, that's dope, bro. It's fucking lit, dude. What's cooler than murder? Not not murdering people. That's what's cooler than that, you fucking imbecile. But yeah, Sean Strickland is a complete, utter, fucking imbecile. He's a fucking loser. He's cringe. Um, he's going to be a journeyman his whole career. He'll never win a title. 
he's dog shit. He got knocked out by some dude that's only had like a couple UFC fights. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I just had to get that off my chest. Uh, he sucks. I fucking hate him. And watching him get knocked out was great. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about and you want to be like, man, is Dave being too harsh? How would I feel about this guy? Just go to YouTube and type in like uh, Sean Strickland UFC and just listen to some of the shit this guy says. Like, he's a fucking weirdo. And he like beats the fuck out of his training partners, which I don't know. I'm indifferent on because I don't think this guy's like a world beater. I don't think this guy's like a Mike Tyson or a John Jones or, um, man, like I like there's certain people that like fuck up their training partners by accident. Like Uriah Hall, he's like a mid-level guy who's fucking underrated as fuck. But Uriah Hall is just like so talented and powerful. He'll like knock people out on accident. This dude like just beats the fuck out of his training partners just because like because he wants to be a fucking hardo. So I never respect that. So yeah, fuck Sean Strickland. That dude sucks, and uh, yeah, he's cringe as fuck. Look it up. Let me know what you think, or don't. I think that's it. Oh, that's the last thing I wanted to say. This fucking dude started off a press conference that last week, just last week, uh, with um, fucking saying, I'm doing well in the UFC now, so I can say stupid shit on camera and not get cut. It's like, yeah, way to go. You're doing, like, you're doing better in your career, so let's make stupid decisions because we can instead of not and maybe having a better career let's have like a mid-level career so we can just say a bunch of stupid shit that nobody wants to hear anyway um i think that that quote really sums him up like i'm doing better in my profession so i can say a bunch of stupid shit now i can be an absolute fucking idiot uh because i've won a couple fights even though i'm like (laughs) i don't even know if he's top 10 in his division I'm going to look that up just so I can shit on him even more. Oh, look at that. He's, he's, uh, he's number seven in the middleweights. So he's also been in the UFC for like 14 years. Maybe not 14 years. He's been in the UFC for a while, man. And, uh, what else can I find? Uh, I, sh- I should have done more notes, but this was all like a... I was watching a video. 25 and 4. 10 knockouts, 4 submissions. He's... Yeah, since 2014. That's what it was. This dude's been in the UFC for almost 10 years. And he's number 7. Oh my... His fucking face. This dude's fucking face. Ugh. I fucking hate this fool. But yeah, fucking hate this guy. <laughs> fucking hate this guy. He's so cringe. He lost to Uriah Hall. Beat some guy I never heard of. Lost to that guy. Yeah, this dude has beat like nobodies. These are all nobodies. <laughs> so the first guy. Oh, he lost to Kamaru Usman, who is a champion in the UFC. (laughs) This guy has beaten nobody, bro. Terrible. Yeah, lost to Kamaru Usman, and then lost to fucking, or I guess Uriah Hall was a draw. Terrible, bro. This is terrible. But yeah, bro, fuck this guy. That that was a weird, that was like a lull in the podcast right there. But dude, fuck this guy. He's so cringe. Been in the UFC for 2014. Nobody knows of you until 10 years later. You're not that great, pal. Uh, moving on. Moving on from that guy. Fuck Sean Strickland. Anyways, um, probably should have done this first. I don't know how good it is to like end the podcast on like a low note or a, a somber note. But, um... Everybody uh, celebrated, well, everybody in America celebrated 4th of July last weekend. And um, it felt weird. It felt real weird this year. And not only because of the shooting that happened in Highland Park. Um, Quick detour to that. Um, When I lived in Chicago, I lived like maybe 20 minutes away from Highland Park. Maybe not 20, maybe 30. But um, 
a situation that absolutely sucks. You never want to see, uh, you know, people get shot. Um, especially like out in public at like a fucking parade on like what's supposed to be like a happy, a happy day, you know? But, um, that shit was fucked. And, uh, shout out to the North Chicago Police Department who, uh, <laughs> I've had run-ins with them when I lived in Chicago. That's actually where I lived was North Chicago. Uh, that was like the department that would patrol around where I lived. Um, and they caught this dude in Lake Forest, which was like... 10 minutes away from where I lived, I worked in Lake Bluff, which is, like, right before Lake Forest, so it was real weird to see pictures of, like, where he got caught, because I used to take those roads to, like, my other jobs, and just, like, driving around and shit, so it was real weird to see that shit, and, like, um, I don't know, I know I, like, live in Florida now, but it was just weird to feel... I felt like I still lived there, I guess. I was like, damn, like, I know where that's at. Most of the time when you hear about these things, it's, like, places you've never been or places you, you like, don't even know about. But when it when you do know about it and you're familiar with the area, it, it, you know, it hits different. And uh, that shit sucks. And what also sucks is to see a bunch of people online fucking argue about stupid shit where it's like, bro, this kid's fucked in the head. You know, whether he used a gun or a fucking machete, or a fucking bomb, like the Boston Marathon, whatever he did, this kid's fucked in the head regardless, so it's like, I don't really get a lot of these arguments, I'm like, I, I get what you're saying, there needs to be blame on the parents as well, you know, I guess his dad signed for these guns, but like, you know, everybody's trying to compare like different shootings to each, like, people are taking an amalgamation of shootings and being like, well, what about this, and what about that, and what about this, and what about that, Dude, who, like, there's a billion different moving pieces to what the fuck you're talking about and comparing it to something else with a million different moving pieces. So it's like, what are, you, what are we doing here? Can we just say that they're all bad? Can we just say that they're all fucked? Like, then you got people being like, oh, you should have been shot dead in the streets. And I was like, I remember thinking, I was like, yeah, well, in a perfect world, like, yeah, maybe we should just kill him right then and there. Because, like, you know, clearly he doesn't deserve to live if he's out here just shooting random people and, like, ruining families and kids' lives, you know? Maybe you should be shot dead in the streets. But then I was thinking, I was like, is that really, is that really a perfect world as well? Where we're just executing people, you know, no chance of, I don't know, like probably deserves life in prison, maybe even capital punishment. But like, I don't know, man, I feel like we have a system here. You go to jail, you fucking, you know what I mean? And I get it, you know, there's a lot of shit that happens. There's a lot of people that die from the cops that maybe shouldn't have died or maybe the cops could have not shot them 50 times. I don't know, bro. My point is that, like, can't we all just agree this thing's bad and fucking feel bad for the people that we should feel bad for instead of, like, trying to argue with each other and get points for being like, well, what about this shooting? Well, what about this guy? Well, what about this criminal? What about this guy who was innocent? Like, where does that get us? What does that do for anybody besides, like, get you fucking upvotes on fucking Reddit and, like, retweeted on Twitter? Like, the fuck, bro? But, um, yeah. That's enough of that part. But that shit was sad. Um, I feel bad for that little kid who doesn't have parents. It's fucking sad. Uh, but yeah. Other than that, uh, there was also, like, 50 people who were murdered in New York and probably... Uh, countless other people murdered in Chicago and every other big city, you know, due to like drugs or, you know, parties gone bad. So I'm sure a shit ton, like there was like, I think there was like a, they said in New York, there was like 50 people killed on July 4th. So that's also sad as well. But it felt weird other than those reasons. It felt weird to me to also, I didn't like, I had to work on Sunday night, so I didn't, I didn't do shit on Sunday night, and then I had to work Monday night, so, like, I didn't do shit for 4th of July, I had a few beers, and, like, fell asleep, uh, for the regular weekend I have off, but I remember, like, sitting there, watching the fireworks at my job on Sunday and Monday, because I live in Florida, and that's, like, 4th of July weeks, like, let's shoot fireworks all week long, people love it, no, they don't, people fucking hate it, but anyways, I was sitting there, and I was, like, you know, seeing people have a good time, and, shooting off fireworks, getting fucked up, and I was like, man, fuck are we celebrating, and like, don't get me wrong, I know what we're celebrating, independence, freedom, constitution, blah, 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 I get it, I know what we're celebrating, I just mean on a different level, it's like, what are we celebrating in 2022, you know, like, what are we really celebrating this July, that like, fucking inflation's through the roof, 
that we're about to go into a major recession, that fucking there's a war on the other side of the world that always keeps rising tensions to World War Three. You know, what are we celebrating here that the fucking Supreme Court is repealing decisions from half a fucking century ago? Like, what are we what are we really celebrating here? You know, what are we really happy about that? Like 200 years ago, some people fucking shot some other people and made a couple colonies and then like tyrannically stole land and, you know, all kinds of crazy shit, you know, manifest destiny, you know fucking enslaving black people and Irish people and Chinese people to make them build railroads. I get it. I get it. I get it. America bad. America good. Everybody's got their own take. I'm somewhere in the middle. It was going to happen regardless. Doesn't mean we went about it the best way. And I get that this is a really good place to live. We probably hit the lottery uh, being born as Americans compared to fucking 80% of the world. Maybe that's still too low. 90% of the world. I don't know very many other places where I'm like, I probably would have been better off being born in, you know, Chile or Venezuela or fucking Luxembourg or fucking Iraq or, you know, the middle of Africa or like, I don't know, China. You know, there's a lot of shit places where I'm like, damn, being born there looks like it sucks and it's really hard and we have these soft and easy catered gluttonous lives over here and we fucking celebrate this shit like there's almost like a blissful ignorance like we celebrate this shit like there's nothing else going on and I get it you know maybe I should like I saw some people on fucking Twitter being like uh just enjoy the day off man like well one I didn't get the day off two I barely made an extra day pay working that day and um you know I get the sentiment of, like, just enjoy, like, the thing for what it is. But at some point, I'm like, you know, this feels a bit weird. It feel, maybe disingenuous is the right word. Like, I don't... I don't know. When was the last time 4th of July felt like it mattered? Like, after 9-11? Like, honestly, when's the last time you, like... And I, I was, like, a kid then. I was, like, four years old. So it's like, when's the last time you celebrated 4th of July where you're really like, man... It's a great day to be an American. I guess it is great to be an American, but I mean, like, I don't know. I'm proud to be an American. This is my country. It's my land. You know, half my ancestors are Native Americans, so, you know, it's my land before it was my land, you know? The other half of my ancestors were like, we're taking your land, so weird family tree there. But my point is that, like, I get it. I'm proud where I come from. I'm proud of this country. Uh, even with all our problems, but sometimes I just look at all these like <laughs> Facebook and Twitter patriots and I'm like, can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> like, can you for once just admit there's problems and not say the word Democrats or liberals? Like, can you admit there are other things going on in the world where you're like, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's 4th of July, but like, you know, Ukrainian families are getting fucking cluster bombed and that's like against like the the rules of war or the rules of engagement they're illegal is what I'm saying the, these cluster bombs and shit they're not good like some little kid in Ukraine could pick up a fucking bomb and it could detonate in his fucking hands and he's fucking dead <laughs> you know like it's fucked man and I just think there's so many fucking <laughs> I wish I, I wish there was like a, a like a an insult with patriot these days because there's like fake patriots bro like they they're not really patriots. They're just like anti-liberal. They're anti-democrat. So they're like, I'm super pro-America. Like, brilliant, dude. Fucking based, bro. Good take there. You fucking idiot. But yeah. Um, weird ramble on 4th of July, but I couldn't get it over. I couldn't, I couldn't get over thinking. Like, uh, yeah, man. World's kind of fucked. Our country's kind of going to shit. Um, you know, economies on the verge of a giant collapse slash recession. People, a bunch of people are about to lose their jobs and houses again. But, um, I got these fireworks. <laughs> you guys want to throw these M80s? I got Roman candles. <laughs> Fucking look at these little poppers. Oh, pop, pop, pop. Don't put them under the toilet seat for like, every time I see that video of people putting like poppers underneath the toilet seat, I'm like, bro, this shit has been done for like 50 fucking years. Like, it's not funny anymore. It's not fucking funny anymore. It's really not fucking funny. I hate that shit. 
But yeah, weird 4th of July rant. After last week, I told people to have a good 4th of July. I also want to point out, um, this is a weird thing to point out, but I'll point it out because it's my life and it's my podcast and I said so. It was weird that I told a story about the time I was in, involved in a shoot, or I was, in, I guess I was involved, like there was like little markers on my car. Uh, for like where the showcases landed, but I told a story about getting shot at in Chicago on Fourth of July, and then that this Fourth of July there was another shooting in Chicago. So also near like where I lived at the at the time back in the day. But I just thought that was really weird. Like the what is that? Like the universe, Murphy's law, something like that. I thought it was crazy. That I brought that up, and then you know that shitty thing happened again. So. That was weird, but, um, yeah, uh, yeah, yum, 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 well, uh, I guess it's, uh, guess it's time for the weekly recommendation, which is cool, I got some things cooking in the oven, uh, maybe another episode with Brett, maybe an episode with a guy about politics, maybe an episode with somebody about fashion, I made that last one up, I don't know shit about fashion, but, it's time for the weekly recommendation. Um, I've been binging this show for the past probably week and a half. And this show is very near and dear to my heart. I watched this show when it aired back in 2005. I was eight years old. I watched the show as it came out. This show is fucking underrated as shit. And I feel like a lot of people maybe either haven't watched it or were too young when it came out. Weren't allowed to watch it. Never gave it another chance. But you fucking should, because it's great, and it's amazing. And that TV show is called Prison Break. Now, if you've never seen Prison Break, man, this shit... I think, like, Prison Break is the reason why I like Death Note so much. Death Note was, like, the first anime I really got into after somebody recommended it to me. And I think it's because, like, there's a lot of cat and mouse in Prison Break um, that, like, Death Note reminds me of, like, when... You know, the main character, the antagonist, or the protagonist and the antagonist, like, going back and forth. And, uh, yeah, Prison Break came out in, like, 2005. I remember watching this shit each week as it came out with, like, my mom and, like, my brothers and my stepdad uh, growing up. We watch it, like, every week, and we watch, like, every season. But, yeah, uh, it's a great show. Uh, it's on Hulu, so it's available to stream. And, basically, you got a guy, Michael Schofield, and his brother... Lincoln Burroughs, uh, his brother, was framed for killing uh, the president and is, like, facing, uh, you know, he's on death row. And, basically, uh, Michael is going to break him out of prison. Prison break, if you will. And uh, that's the first season. And then it goes into way more different seasons. There becomes this giant spider web of things. Um, trying to give too much away because, like, I know so much about it, but I don't want to ruin it because this is a recommendation and not a review. But yeah, there's a giant spider web that evolves the more you watch this show. It's really good. If you like, um, I would say it's conspiracy-ish, but like not like corny or like cringy. It's just like a good conspiracy-ish subplot. Um, there are a lot of moving parts, returning characters, a really good cast, and uh, the writing's really well done. I think it's like pretty... I don't want to say, like, believable, I guess, because it's like, I don't know, like, what really goes into breaking out of a prison, but I think it's fairly, like, like, um, fuck. The suspension of disbelief is, like, it's not like something you're watching, like, there's no fucking way that would ever happen. When you watch the show, you're like, I could see that. That makes sense. Like, that could happen, I guess, if you really thought about it enough. Now, there's sometimes in the show where, like, um, I don't want to spoil anything, there's sometimes where people will, like, find something out without them really, like, divulging how they found it out. And it's just, like, what, like, what you, it's kind of like the end of Death Note. At the end of Death Note, there's another character that, like, gets the answers to some shit. And, like, they never tell you how. It's just, like, he fucking made it up. He just pulled it out of his ass and was like, I have all the info, even though I don't know these people. But, um, yeah, it's really good. There's, like, five seasons overall. Really good cast. Uh, really good crew. Really good writing. I'm a good, good good fan of, I'm a big fan of good writing it's pretty fucking good but yeah it's on Hulu the episodes are maybe like I don't know 30 minutes a piece maybe I think it was uh 
Man, I always have to remember because like I haven't watched like cable or like Directv in so long. I want to say they were like hour long episodes, which means they're probably thirty minutes with commercials, or maybe they were forty five minutes. I don't remember. They're bingeable episodes. It's not like it's not like an hour per episode show. You could get you could knock a season you could knock a season out in like a week if you watch like a few episodes a day. So check it out. It's really good, even for how old it is. It's it's still good. Like it was relevant to the time. Um, like all the settings and the technology and shit. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty fucking good. It's a, it's a good show. It's really fucking good. Uh, I fucking love that show, and I reference it all the fucking time in my brain. But yeah, check it out. It's on Hulu, and that is uh, it's a weekly recommendation. As always, at the end of the episode, you know I gotta do the plugs. Uh, if you know me personally, hit me up. Snape, um, Facebook, Snapchat, my mobile number. Uh, feel free to add the Snapchat for the pod, Just Last Week Pod. That's the Snapchat handle. Uh, I haven't started posting on there yet because I'm a fucking loser, but I'm sure I'll start posting shit on there. And, uh, yeah, uh, hit me up, Just Last Week Podcast at gmail.com if you have questions, comments, concerns, or a riddle, or something to react to, a story, a video. You can write me an angry email and I can fucking have a bit, uh, to do on the pod uh make sure as always you steal somebody's phone at a party at a business meeting at your job at your significant other's house and make sure you subscribe them to this podcast on spotify just last week podcast on spotify uh follow us on apple podcast that'd be cool i haven't checked the podcast analytics for apple but they say 90 percent all downloads come from itunes that's bullshit, man. That's absolute dog shit. I don't I have zero downloads from, from Apple. So follow us on a- Apple Podcasts. Uh, does anyone even use that app? Anyways, just last week podcast at gmail.com, Spotify, uh, soon to be YouTube. I'm working on some things. I got videos. I got editing. I got equipment I'm going to buy. Hopefully I get this job. Still waiting on this other job offer. But yeah, man, uh, that's been episode 40. Thank you all for stopping by. Uh, hopefully this episode exceeds your expectations and was better than the episode 38 or even last week's. But yeah, um, 